Each year, more than 12 million people will hear the same three devastating words. You have cancer. I know what it's like to hear those three words. I'm Lee Silverstein, a survivor of pediatric kidney cancer and stage four colon cancer. One day I said to my wife, Linda, that I hated the fact that I had cancer. And she looked at me and said, no, sweetheart, we have cancer. This transformed the way I looked at cancer because every one of us is touched by it in some way. Patients and survivors, caregivers and medical professionals, and we all have a story to tell. On each episode, we share those stories to inform, inspire, and provide hope to all of us who are affected by cancer to remind us that we are not alone. Welcome to We Have Cancer. Welcome to episode 164 of We Have Cancer. Thank you so very much for joining me. So what's up with me? Oh, there's only one thing I can think of, and that is that Linda and I are over the moon excited about the news that on October 30th at 7.47 a.m., our third grandson was born, and his name is Teddy Rocky Silverstein, and I was fortunate enough to go down and visit him uh, over this past weekend. Uh, this I'm recording this on November the 5th. So I got to meet the little guy and uh, nothing better, nothing better. So we are incredibly excited for our son, Elliot, and his beautiful wife, Molly, and wish Teddy, Elliot, and Molly many years ahead of good health, happiness, and peace. My guest this week is Jordan Griffith. He and his family have created the Greg and Kathy Griffith Foundation and are the force behind a team that entered one of the largest amateur basketball tournaments known as the Basketball Tournament and how they've used basketball to honor the memory of Jordan's father who passed away uh, about nine years ago from pancreatic cancer. You can learn more and follow Jordan and his family's endeavors on Instagram is when they spend most of their time and you can find them at sideline cancer TBT, obviously TBT standing for the basketball tournament, as well as on their website, sidelinecancer.com. I was excited to snag a sideline cancer t-shirt. And what I love about it is that the I and sideline and the C-A-N and cancer are highlighted so that you really see the message, I can. And as a nine and a half year stage four cancer patient myself, I can is something I think a lot about. So join me now for my interesting conversation with Jordan Griffith. Jordan, welcome to We Have Cancer. I appreciate you reaching out to me. Uh, you know, I, as we were talking before we went on the air, I'm, I'm of the belief that not only do things happen for a reason, but I don't believe in coincidences. I think when things have happened to me, 
when I look back, they happened because they were supposed to happen and they happened when they were supposed to happen. And day after tomorrow, as we're recording this, we're recording this in August is nine years since your father passed away from pancreatic cancer. And if I have my date right, we're right around, give or take a week, the three-year anniversary of uh, my dear cousin, Lisa, who also passed away from pancreatic cancer. And I just don't believe that that was a coincidence that you found me and this all happened in, in the same week. So that being said, is it, you know, if you, it's been nine years since your dad passed. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about him? Honestly, the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about my dad is the fact that he's like rolling over in his grave right now, seeing at how far a foundation and a community took an idea and what we what we've been able to build because of the adversity that my family faced when he was given, you know, you know, pancreatic cancer, it's a death sentence. It's an absolute death sentence. And, you know, he answered it with a believe always spirit and uh, an I can attitude. And we weren't sideline cancer when my dad died. That that developed a couple years later, but we were the Griffith Family Foundation. And we went through a few evolutions till we figured out what our branding was going to be and whatnot. But my dad's like, I just think about like this all the time. Like when I, when I, every time I see the, the shirt out in public, I think about my dad and I just go, wow, you know, he has to just be so proud of what my mom's done and what she's accomplished all, you know, doing it out of the love of her heart. The thing that grabbed me and, I, and correct me if I didn't pull this correctly, but do I have the understanding that when your father got the diagnosis Rather than saying what I said and what other people said, you know, what's the prognosis, oh, second man. opinion, all those things. The first thing he said, or one of the first things that he and your mom said was, how can we help? Yeah, that is, I, I, I was like, as, <laughs> soon, as, blew said, my I mind. Like, oh, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, like he's really done some research. Cause I knew that's where you're going <laughs> once you said that. And he actually said to the doctor, it was like something along the lines of what can we do to help you? And our dad, my dad's doctor is Dr. A. James Moser. He's now at Harvard. He was at Pittsburgh UPMC. But at the time, my dad got the diagnosis and we're all in the room. And, you know, I'm hearing these words. That I don't even know what they mean at the time. I'm 21 in college. And, you know, he looks at the doctor like dead in the face and goes, what do you need of me? What can I do for you? What can I help? Like, how can I help? And the doctor broke down in front of us, in front of the room. Like, that's where the bond was formed. And, you know, we still do a lot like our, our research dollars, which is now accumulated almost 300,000 goes to Dr. A. James Moser out of Harvard. <clears throat> but yeah, that's just like, that's how you face adversity. And because he answered it with such a, you know, above the line response, I think we got a very, you know, we were very well received in the pancreatic world and our community, I should say. And then our community back home here in Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania, you know, just went above and beyond for my dad, uh, above and beyond. Why? Why did it, what was so many people put together nonprofits and foundations, yeah. all with the best of intentions? What was different that got such an incredible response like you received? I think it's the, I think partially it's part of the way that my dad had treated people all of his life. You know, he treated everybody with dignity and respect. And I feel that's probably a common theme among people that have foundations. However, our foundation was not actually founded by my family. We're called the Griffith Family Foundation, but it was some of my friends and their parents 
that put together the foundation and we used to hold a dinner. So like the first year my dad was diagnosed and he was given two to six weeks to live. He lived like three months. He ended up living 19 months, but the first three months were like, let's do a dinner and a basketball tournament. We did it. We raised over $30,000 and we're like, well, he might live to see next year because he was doing well at the time. And he did live to see next year. He wasn't in great shape, obviously, because he died just a couple, it was like a couple few weeks after our dinner. But uh, it was at that dinner that they presented ourselves with the actual foundation. And our community is the one that developed it or that established it. And I think that that's why everybody has such a vested interest in us because of the fact that when they saw Mo Creek hit that shot in the TBT, which some of your fans aren't aware of, just go to our Instagram page, you'll see it. It was number one on SportsCenter's top 10 plays. They feel as if they're a part of it. They, they literally feel it. Like since I've been home, I've had to listen to, tens of hundreds of people come up to me and just tell me how great that experience was. It's because it was established by them, not by us. Why basketball? Uh, my dad's a big hooper, man. You know, the day that he, the day before he actually went to the hospital. So this, this is a great, this is a semi great story because it's also sad. That's what makes it not great, but it's great if you know my dad and like, I can sit here and I can smile about it now, you know? So the day, the day that he turned jaundice, okay. Uh, he played basketball in a league game on a Saturday. And he scored 38 points. They go to church afterwards, and my and he's walking out. My mom goes, "You don't look good, Greg." And they're like, and "My dad's like, this is my dad." He goes, "Ah, probably just got something. You know, I'll be all right. I don't even feel bad right now." So they go to Mike's Court, which is a like local restaurant and bar. This guy's a big time. Uh, it's called Mike's Court because it's like it's based on basketball. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they would frequent there, and I still play basketball with Mike to this day, and. It was there that he turned like completely yellow. And the next day he went to the hospital. I got a phone call that night. Hey, your dad has a mass on his pancreas. They're not sure what it is. Day later, hey, he is stage four pancreatic cancer. He's going to die. And that is just, and that's why basketball is at the, is at the crux of this. Because during the 19 months that he was diagnosed, my dad left the hospital. He's like, well, guys, I don't feel bad right now. Like I don't feel sick. They're giving me two weeks to live. He's like, I'm going to still play basketball. So they have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning crew who I play with now that plays at 530 in the morning. And he went every Monday, Wednesday, Friday until there were days, obviously, like, you know what chemo is like, and you can't go days after chemo. But when he was feeling up to it, he was down there playing, you know, and if not, if he wasn't playing, he was just BSing with the guys. So where did the sideline cancer brand come from i love the shirt the shirt is thank awesome. you let me just get it up there real fast this year's shirt too takes the cake like i don't know where my mom found this font but and the interns found the font but they did and uh, it's yeah. fantastic i need to jump on the website and snag one but for our listeners who yeah. are only listening the I and sideline and the C-A-N, the first yeah, thing that is a cancer, highlighted. are highlighted. So it says, yeah. I, so I can stands yeah. out. That, that is a awesome shirt. Yeah. So this actually has a really good backstory to it. All right. So we were the group of the family foundation at first. And then when my dad died, we kind of recognized like, you know, he was, and I, we always use the term, the Nittany lion, because we're from, you know, we're Penn state people we're from central Pennsylvania. So he was like the mascot of the foundation originally. Well, we we're like, all right, we kind of need a little bit of rebranding. This kind of like when my mom kind of came into, it. we're like, let's name it tackle cancer. So we're like, all right, we'll do tackle cancer. And then there's this guy. Well, he's a guy now at the time he was still a kid. His name was Jack Andraka. Not sure if you're familiar with him or not. He won the Intel science award as a ninth grader. They did a 60 minutes on him. Cause like, he freaked out when he won it, and it was just an awesome little scene. But he was sitting in bio class, and they were talking about nanotubes. And he 
detected an early early pancreatic detection test somehow i don't know how that works i'm just a basketball person you know and uh, he went <laughs> he came up in front of the, like our dinner and he was explaining it but then he also told us he's like you know i i, I like the tackle cancer branding because it's too limited he goes i'm not an athlete i'm not a you know i i can't tackle somebody i'm not a football player and so it was at that point we're like okay we need to rebrand ourselves again and i'm just sitting there one day on the couch watching sports center and it just hits me i'm like sideline cancer i look over my mom I'm like it's sideline cancer. And then coincidentally, that was my first year as a teacher. So I'm a professional teacher. And one of my students that I have in class, Morgan Jennings, had in class Morgan Jennings, she was sitting there just looking at it like perplexed. She was a basketball player too. And she's like, hey, Griff, come over here real fast. You ever, do you ever see this? And I like looked down and she has it highlighted. I'm like, oh my gosh, Morgan. I'm like, dude, you just hit it. And yeah. And ever since then, once I, once we showed my mom, she's just like, oh, that's money right there. And ever since then, it's just stuck as, you know, sideline cancer. And there's so many things you can do to sideline cancer. We've had people, you know, do basketball games. We've had little kids do lemonade stands from the sidelines, you know? So it's not limiting. People in the band can sideline cancer. It's all, and that that's the best part about this brand is there's just so many things you can do to sideline cancer. Yeah, absolutely. That is awesome. So true confession, as big a sports fan as I am, yeah, I wasn't. So I'm was seeing TBT. I'm like Throwback Thursday. No, yeah, everybody thinks I'm Throwback. I'm like TBT, and it couldn't be any simpler. The Long basketball basketball tournament. tournament. <laughs> That's all it is. The basketball basketball yeah. tournament. So tell us about the basketball tournament and how this team came together and what they accomplished. Yeah. So. Do you want a longer version or a short version? <laughs> I, I seriously need to ask you that. Like I could probably go on for about five minutes about this if you really want to, but I can I try can keep it at two probably as well. Split the difference. Split the difference. <laughs> All right. So in 2014, right as we had rebranded away from Tackle Cancer, Billy Clapper, our general manager, who went to high school, went to the same high school as I did. He's significantly, he's about five years older than I am, came up to the, my mom's office and he was like, Hey, I have this idea. I want to play in this thing called the basketball tournament. I, and I want to call ourselves sideline cancer. Will you allow me to use the name? My mom's like, Oh yeah, of course this is, this is awesome. And he's like, yeah, the cash prize is $500,000 to which we're going to donate all the money to sideline cancer. And if you know, Billy Clapper, that's the way Billy Clapper thinks he own, he's the most generous person. He would, you know, if it was freezing outside, he'd give the coat off his back, even if he had no shirt on underneath, like that's just who he is. And so the recruiting pitches when he went out though, were a little bit interesting. So, his first recruit was my best friend from high school, John Boyer, who played professionally uh, over in Europe. His second call was to our now TBT head coach, Charlie Parker, who was our best player at the time. And Charlie always tells this story. He goes, Billy calls me. He goes, I'd never met Billy in my life. And Billy's like, hey, Charlie, I have an opportunity for you to play in this bat thing called the basketball tournament. The pot's going to be for $500,000. And Charlie's like, I stood up right away and was like, started pacing. I was getting like sweaty. And then Billy goes, and we're going to give it all to a foundation. And Charlie's like, I sat down, but I told him I was in. I just felt something positive about it. So long story short, Charlie was our best player in the first couple of years. And then he really embodies what our foundation is all about. And he understands our messaging and everything like that. And so he became our head coach then after his three years of playing. When we really started to get popular, when TBT really started to get popular, it was two years ago. We went out to Wichita, Kansas. 
and we had kind of made a little deal with TBT that we would leave a region so that we could play on ESPN. And so we got our first ESPN game against the Kansas alumni team. And we played in front of 7,000 fans in that first night, which is at Wichita State, which is fantastic considering in the first TBT, our first game we played in front of 17 fans. That tells you how much TBT had grown. That's a pretty crazy story right there. So we beat Kansas's alumni team, which is a blue blood in college basketball, by 25, 83-67, something like that. And then the second round game, we played the home team, Wichita State. They were the two seed. And we played in front of a sellout. So that was the that was 8,500. That, that one was wild. Uh, we ended up winning by eight. And my mom kind of went semi-viral when she posted the sideline cancer banner. It's actually sitting right here on my bar, actually. She posted this. Is that going the correct way or not? Yep, it is. Yeah, she posted this up on the board, like the bracket. And now the NCAA does it because of the success that my mom had posting it. It's just crazy to think wow. about. They, the, the NCAA will never come out and say, but they started doing it after, or uh, not, I'm not saying after she did, but after TBT started doing it. I'm sorry. And then we ended up losing to the Golden Eagles, which is who we, Marquette's alumni team in the last, in the, in the Sweet 16 game, uh, which is who we lost to this year in the championship. Then this year, we played in it, and there was only 24 teams instead of 64 teams because of the quarantine. So I got COVID tested 12 times. It was pretty crazy. Played in a bubble. We weren't allowed to leave. We were one of the first teams to show up, and we were the last to leave. So we were there two and a half weeks, which really ate up a lot of the summer. But, uh, yeah, we we hit two really, really kind of iconic shots. Mar- Marcus Keene hit one in the first round. My mom's video that I talked to, like when semi-viral got 35,000 views. Marcus Keynes in like 15 minutes got 150,000 views. So there were people watching that. <laughs> and, then, and then when Mo Creek hit the shot, man, like we trended on Twitter. It was like Dr. Fauci and us. And it was just <laughs> like, to give to give you some perspective, after Mo hit the shot, we'd always talk after the game. Hey, how many text messages everybody have? And I, you know, people would be like 200. I would be like 300. Someone else might be like 600. Mo was like, I got 1,700 missed text messages right now and 1,100 DMs. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Have you found that chemotherapy has caused frequent trips to the restroom, which has left you either in pain or itching or irritated? I know that it's happened to me through my numerous chemotherapy treatments, and I really was at my wit's end. I tried some wipes and didn't really like how that made me feel. And then I came upon Lux Bidet. And Lux is spelled L-U-X-E. And it took me all of, I don't know, about 15 minutes to attach this thing to the toilet seat. And once I did, with a turn of a knob, I was able to rinse myself off with a cool jet of water. And it felt so much more comfortable and really relieved a lot of the pain and the itching, you know, from all of the wiping. I encourage you to check out Lux Bidet by visiting wehavecancershow.com forward slash Lux. Again, that's L-U-X-E to check out their line of bidets. And I know that if you suffer from these side effects, picking up one of these will really make a drastic difference in how you feel. True transparency. First off, I would never promote a product that I myself don't use and don't enjoy. So you you know that that's the case here. And if you make a purchase, a small contribution does go to the We Have Cancer Show to help offset some of our costs. However, that 
incentive is not passed on to you in any way. It just helps us here at the wehavecancershow.com. I know you'll enjoy it. Check it out again at wehavecancershow.com forward slash L-U-X-E. So coming in runner up, was there any prize? Yeah. So graciously, TBT donated us $25,000. And then honestly, one of the best best acts of sportsmanship I've ever seen in my life. After hitting the shot, Travis Diener, playing the NBA for about four years. And he's like, he's like a Marquette, you know, he's one of those guys that you just go, Oh, I know who Travis Diener is, even though he might not be Dwayne Wade, the Marquette fans love Travis Diener and their head coach came over into our locker room and we're like, Hey, we're going to make sure that, you know, even though we won the 1.2 million that each of our players makes some sort of donation to you. And so they ended up making about a $5,000 donation. And then the fans, from Marquette also chipped in pretty well and they chipped in about another $5,000. We sold about 150 t-shirts or so, which online, which is something we had never done before. You know, we're popular in this area. We'll sell t-shirts in high schools all day, but online we had never seen it before. And our system worked, which we were like, thank gosh, (laughs) you know, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to handle all that traffic or not, but we were. And so, yeah, the TBT, the Marquette, fans we're one big or the marquette team like we're kind of one big family now we were around each other on wichita last year and this year in the bubble so they're good people they're really we couldn't have lost to a more class act what do you think your dad's looking down thinking about all this this is why i saw it said earlier he's rolling over in the grave he's like <laughs> how is jordan on espn right now like i was like a marginal basketball player at best and <laughs> like that's the type of stuff that brings a tear to my eyes like you know when I, it was like the, it was the, this is gonna get a little deep, but the day that he died, I we'd been sitting in his bed for like seven days, and I just needed to get out of the house, and so I went with one of my friends to just go play nine holes of golf. I was like, oh, it's not gonna happen. I had this moment with my dad that, like, as I said goodbye to him, I'm like, hey, if you gotta go, you you can go, and he just stared at me, and it's something that I'll never forget. He 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 couldn't talk at the time anymore, you know, and he just stared at me, and I didn't realize at the time I was like, that was the last time I was ever gonna see my dad alive. But it was like one of those like nonverbal communications, like there's something in store for you with this, Jordan. And, you know, you need to take this pancreatic cancer, you know, off the sidelines and take it to the finish line, which is kind of our new slogan now. And I feel him with me every time I put this shirt on, honestly. And that's why I can sit here and I can smile about my dad's death because I know it wasn't in vain. There was purpose behind it. So you said that funds raised have gone to Dr. Moser yeah. for his, for research. Yes. Any tangible results, anything that you can share that's come out of the funds raised in terms of research or anything happen? Obviously I know, you know, uh, as much as we want one, there's, there's not a cure coming tomorrow, but yeah. uh, any, anything you could share in terms of uh, how the funds raised have, have helped. That's the unfortunate part right now about pancreatic cancer. So I guess you would say like the big change that's happened in pancreatic cancer and why Jack Andrake, like I brought him up earlier, was so significant as a child or as a, as a student, I should say, is the fact that he changed the way in which they thought about how you not treat pancreatic cancer, but the way you like test for it. It used to be a test. He, what he tried to do was develop a test that was early and make it cheap and affordable so that everybody could do it. Right. And that's, and that's, and that, that's what he set out to do. And the problem was his test was like 97%, you know, false positive. This is the science thing's more my mom's thing. I'm not going to lie. I'm more branding and whatnot. But 
you know, that was a big change. And like when we, when Jack kind of came on as our, as our student ambassador, you know, he had just changed the way that these people were thinking about cancer, which is a big step since then, you know, we've latched on with Dr. James Adair at Penn state and he's doing something with nanotubes. And, you know, I say that a lot, but I, I'm not going to sit up here and ramble about stuff that I'm not all that. I don't know the science that well. If my mom was here with me, she would say this, this, and this, but that's, that's her realm. She was a dental hygienist. I, I, I'm a social studies teacher. <laughs> you know what I mean? When they start talking about these particles and whatnot, I'm like, Ooh, it's yeah. a little bit hard for me, but unfortunately I can't say that there's been great success. No. And that's, kind of why we're holding off right now on donating a lot of our funds until there's that research out there where we can say, boom, that's the one we're going after. And until then, we'll continue to brand ourselves to where to raise the awareness because I'm convinced, right? Doctors ended up figuring out breast cancer for the most part, you know, and being able to make life expectancy better. But Susan G. Komen's the reason that you look at pink today and you go, oh, that's the awareness piece. And that's what we're trying to do is say, Oh, that person's got purple on today. I bet you it's because pancreatic cancer has affected their life in some way, shape, or form. And if we can do that, we feel, we are confident that the doctors will take care of the business that they need to take care of. So I hope yeah, that answers yeah. the question some, but that's the best yeah, I can do. Yeah, no, tell. definitely. No, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, every cancer has its color. I'm wearing my royal yeah. blue because the colon cancer and pancreatic cancer is purple. But whether you're touched by pancreatic cancer or not, like I said before, you, you got to go on the uh, sidelinecancer.com site and grab one reach of those shirts. Grab one of those shirts. It's 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 awesome. <laughs> reach out, reach out to my mom. Like today, we had somebody reach out from Pittsburgh, and you know, was saying that they watched this during the TBT, and that they were that their that their father played at Pitt and was actually the first African American player to ever play at Pitt. But I, I think it was 60s or 70s and was diagnosed. And like, that's what brought them together was watching sideline cancer on TV, which is, which is just powerful, man. It sure is. And um, the uh, main pancreatic cancer support organization is, uh, is PanCan, isn't it? Correct. Yes, that's right. correct. So if anybody's looking for information and support, all things related to pancreatic cancer, you can visit the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network at pancan.org. So Mm -hmm. check them out if you're looking for any information. How has all of these things that you and your, your mom and your family has done, how is your family different now? I would say, you know, part of the reason that we're a little bit different is because of just like natural growing up. You know, my brother lives down in Winston-Salem. He works for Sheets down there, uh, which is a holidays for a company. So, you know, he just basically moved down there with the company. And so naturally, like we were kind of, when my dad passed away, we were kind of at that point anyway, where we were going to start breaking up a little bit, I guess you would say, because, you know, my brother was in college, I was in college type deal. But, you know, our family today is definitely, we're definitely bonded through, you know, these experiences that we share. We, we bond through the work too. Like we're the type of people like we like to work. And that's why, you know, I can get on here and do a podcast with you. And, you know, I, I know it's because my brother would do the same thing and then my mom would do the same thing. And so it's really brought us closer together, uh, probably more so than anything. We have each other's back more so than ever before. My brother also acts as, he gives really good advice because he can't be here for the day-to-day operations of everything. And my mom and I live right down the street from each other. So we're constantly, you know, blah, blah, blah about everything going on. And, you know, with the, with regards to the foundation. So Jamie, my brother acts as a really good, like middleman and can say, 
hey, I think we should go. I think you guys should go this direction or I think you should go that direction. And yeah, it's even though we're separated a little bit, it's brought us definitely closer together. What are your longer term goals for sideline cancer? (laughs) That's a good question. So we just had a meeting on Friday and it was kind of like an not an emergency meeting, but it, it was one of those where like, Sideline cancer is never going to be the same, guys, to our board members. And uh, and I'm on the board, too. Might be, have, might be, you know, stepping down here in the near future to take on a different type of role as necessary. But, you know, our direction is utilizing TBT and the awareness that we're able to raise with actual pancreatic cancer commercials in the long run. And just like Lance Armstrong sold an experience, I know Lance Armstrong is a tough name to bring up, but he did. he was the best at doing this. He sold the experience of I survived cancer and I could come back. And that's why you're doing what you're doing right now, too, is because you're surviving this thing and you're kicking it. You know what? Saying, yeah, you might make me sick, but I'm not going to let you beat me. And that's what he did until obviously, you know, he got busted with the PEDs. But what we're trying to sell is that believing spirit, right, that you can do anything. It doesn't matter what type of cancer you have, right, that you can overcome this. And if you have a believe always mentality that you can do it, and if you have the right support system, you can do it. So the next question is then how do you do this, right? How do we get that this message out there? So TBT is our branding, you know, partner basically. We're starting our our head coach is going to become the first sideline cancer entrepreneur in 2021, the fall of 2021. We would love for him to go out and sell t-shirts right now, but he can't do it because of COVID, right? And then we're going to perfect our online selling process so we can automate everything in in the online forum. But then we're going to try to bring uh, TBT to central Pennsylvania. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to sell. We will sell out St. Francis University. And we're going to try to sell the experience like Lance Armstrong did of this is what it's like when everybody believes in something and everybody's vested in it. The difference between our fan base and the rest of TBT's fan base is when the Ohio State alumni team, you know, someone posts on their Instagram, they don't know who that person is. I can say, hey, we need this post to go out right now. And I have a group of, I call them minions, that just go and they'll type it right out for us because they have a vested interest in this. And so when people see the experience like the Duke Cameron crazies on TV, you're like, I want to be a part of that. I want to be part of a Penn State whiteout. People will look at TBT and go, I want to be a part of the Purple Fever. That's that's what I believe in. I, I believe in this, you know, I can attitude, this I can initiative. And then if we can match that within commercials on TV explaining what pancreatic cancer is, we just hit it out of the park. So what we're working on now is pairing with whether it be a shark like something on Shark Tank or a business or even another foundation that makes a lot more money than we do to pair up with us and say, we're going to create this I can challenge, which is like the ice bucket challenge, where it's like, what have you done to help change the outcome of cancer? Mo Creek could be on a commercial and saying, when I hit that shot last year against overseas elite, that was my I can movement. When Marcus Keene hit that shot, that was his I can moment. When my mom, you know, formed sideline cancer, that was her I can moment. And then we could have a survivor like yourself come on and say, I have a podcast I do daily. That's my I can moment. What are you doing? And you see, I get pretty passionate about that stuff. And you can see why I'm kind of into the more branding thing. I love it. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah, that's that's our twelve that's our twelve month goal. And then what we hope is that is the advertisement, and then allows Charlie to go into the schools and sell T-shirts and basically say, "Come, 
be a part of this I can movement. And we just keep, once we prove his concept, we can just keep growing it and growing it and growing it. And we can bring awareness to this beast that, as you know, you know, 44 to 47,000 Americans will die this year and only about 57,000 will get diagnosed. It's a killer, man. The thing is a killer. Yeah. Just talking to my wife the other night, I said, boy, the, the two out there and they look, you know, I don't in any way want to, you know, discount any, 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 of the, cancer, it's all any cancer. cancer. You're right. They all suck. Well, let's just yep. call it what it is. They but suck. two of the big beasts out there is pancreatic and glioblastoma. The brain. Yep. And, uh, and boy, if we can make inroads in both of those, that would be that would be something. We're gonna and, do it. I, yep. I, I'm confident we're gonna do it. It just might might not be on our time. It might be on somebody else's time. You know what I mean? Like God's time a little bit, where it's sure. it might take a little bit of time. But you have you have a foundation here that's willing to put in the time, and that's one thing we're not afraid to do. My mom will go to her grave in order to beat this thing. I, I do not doubt that at all. And, and just the, you know, the, the you know, the, the fan base, and yeah. I don't, I'm not just talking about the basketball piece, the fan base of what, the work you're doing yeah. and the engagement that you've achieved. That's going to help you get, that's going to help you get there. I have no doubt. Yeah. Have we have no some doubt. of the best interns in the entire world that work for our <laughs> foundation. They, they come in, they do it just out of love, just out of love. And then when they leave, they usually stick around because <laughs> they just love it. They just love this thing, man. And that's not just because of the cause. That's because of the people running it too. I guarantee you. Thank you. Yeah, so, my mom, man, she's the one. She, yeah. she like she's like the uh, light of the world, basically, for this uh, foundation. Uh, uh, something tells me that you and your brother can probably take a little bit of credit here too. I don't know. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. It wouldn't be here today without her. She's the. I mean, she's the mascot of all mascots for this thing. Plus, on top of that, she's also, you know, the greatest coach in the world, too. So she's like the best of both worlds. <laughs> well, well, website is uh, sidelinecancer.com. We'll have links to all the things and all the people we talked about in the show notes for today's episode. We have cancershow.com. Jordan, I truly appreciate uh, you coming on the show to honor your dad's memory. Thank you for having me. And I just, you know, your your spirit and your enthusiasm is uh, rubbing off on me through the screen here. And, and I think that's awesome. And I have no doubt in my mind that the energy and enthusiasm that you and your family are putting towards this is going to down the road lead to great results. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. One thing to take away from this podcast is to believe always. Power and belief. Be positive when bad things happen to you and great things could happen to you. Couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. You be well. You too. Thank you for listening to We Have Cancer. And thank you to our sponsor, the Colon Cancer Coalition, for your support. You can subscribe to We Have Cancer by visiting Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Stitcher Radio, or Spotify. And you can find us on social media by visiting our Facebook page at We Have Cancer Show and at We Have Cancer Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. We Have Cancer is a proud supporter of Genie's Blue Angels, providing financial support to those affected by colorectal cancer. <laughs>